This episode of At The Bar is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I'm Jane Gretch and welcome to At The Bar, a podcast about running a dance studio, the highs, the lows and everything in between. As a dance studio owner, business coach, leadership expert, and the founder and author of Dance Step, a dance student teacher education program, my mission is to educate, encourage, and empower all I serve. Each week, I'll share a mixture of solo episodes and interviews, sharing ideas, hopefully making you smile, and reminding you that you are not alone. So, what are we waiting for? Join me at the bar. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the bar. It is so nice to have your company as always. Today, I'm delighted to share my guest is Donna Han. Now, Donna and I have known each other for a number of years, way back, um, probably about five years ago when we were both um, in an association where we were trying to be the best dance studio owners we could be. I was in there as the leadership coach, and so I had a lot of time with Donna and we, we've shared some really good times. Here's the thing, Donna's no longer a dance studio owner. She's she's reinvented herself and I wanted to chat to her about that because I know there's probably some of you listening that are maybe having that conversation. So welcome to you, Donna. Thanks for having me, Jane. I'm excited to have this conversation and yeah, dive into it a little bit more for the people, as you said, who might be sort of thinking about those kinds of things and feeling a little bit lost with those thoughts. That's, yeah, because it's quite a confronting conversation to have when, um, whether you've got your own business or whether you're working for somebody else to go, oh, I'm not sure this is serving me anymore. Mm. But before we go back, let's, let's come to the present because you have Um, I was going to say opened a new chapter, but it's almost a new book. And you've done that a couple of times. You've reinvented um, yourself a couple of times. Like Madonna. Yeah, like we're just so good. (laughs) We're just going to keep going, you know. Like I love that. Um, I guess what just get get our listeners um, up to speed. What are you doing now? Because it's quite different. It is quite different now. Yeah. So I have um, two little boys. I live in regional Queensland, so we're about 600 k's north of Brisbane. That's our closest Mm. major city. Um, And so we've lived here about 11 years now. I started my studio, I think I I had it almost six years. It was somewhere around there. And when I first started, my eldest was three and my youngest was six months old. And I know that you started your studio Mm. with a young one as well. Um, And at the time it was something that kind of accidentally came about I guess you could say like of course dancing was always part of my journey from a very young age and I taught dance for my studio owner um my teacher (laughs) um for a long time and then I went and I did some study in performing arts I went to WAPA for a while and I did music theater and all of that kind of stuff and so it would have probably been like a natural progression, but I did a lot of other things first. Mm. Um, So 
I was at a barbecue, uh, met in just conversation, this person I had never met before. We started talking and we had this common interest in being dancers and we've looked around and there wasn't really anything in the area that was a great dance studio but also had really beautiful core values. And so that's how the idea came about to start the dance studio was at a casual conversation at a barbecue with someone I'd never met before um and yeah so random I I knew that but yep I love it yeah yeah and then like a few months later ta-da you know and the Mm -hmm. studio just went ballistic from the first day like within the first three months we had a hundred students and we had two locations (laughs) yeah in two locations um and then over time within the next couple of years we got to 300 students Um, And I'm not saying that to big note myself in that we had, you know, these student numbers, but it grew so fast Mm. um, that there were multiple points throughout that journey where it felt incredibly heavy. And as a a mum with two young kids, I have a husband who works massive hours, um, both day and night shift. I don't have family support. I was high-fiving babysitters as I was going out mm-hmm. in the afternoons to teach classes and coming home and he would go to night shift. Like it was a really yeah. kind of crazy time. And we can talk more about like the decision-making process mm-hmm. and stepping away from it. But part of that was reali- uh, having a realisation that I needed to reshape my business I needed to get off the hamster wheel and start to, you know, build the systems and the processes and um, get really clear about why I'm doing what I'm doing. And really, I had values for the business, but what I was discovering about myself was that my values were changing in the way that I started a business because I wanted to have freedom and not work for somebody else so I could do what I wanted with the kids if they were on school holidays and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but it was all consuming at one point. And so after shifting and reshaping my business and stepping right away from my business, um, it was working beautifully with my team running it for me, which was amazing. It was really timely because, um, in 2000 and and I'm, I have to, um, take a moment to think about the dates because, COVID was all in there and it's like a bit of a mess. Yeah, we've all lost a couple of (laughs) Yeah, but I think 2018 and 19, I was really like in in there reshaping Mm. everything up. And then 2020 COVID hit. Yeah. The business was working really well at that point, which was so bloody frustrating um, that that happened. But also what happened, which was a big shift for me, is that my husband and I separated for a period of time. It was about five months. Um, Mm. And that was really hard because we'd reshaped it to be a business that was running without me. But it was Mm. almost like, and I'm not blaming the business for our, our difficulties there was a lot of other stuff that you know just being away from family and him mm. working big hours it was we'd just become ships in the, the night whole thing, yeah the whole thing just didn't work um and so that was a really tough time it made me think holy crap if I'm not a business owner how am I going to make money to support my kids if this this um, yes. taste of being a single yeah. mum is now my reality. How can I make this work for me? This isn't like the current business model is not really working for me. And that's where I was like, okay, so I know how to reshape my business for it to be, you know, have the freedom to work my own hours and step away and all of that kind of stuff. How can I help other mums in business do the same for their business 
so that they can be present with the people who mean the most to them, have that self-care, but still have a really strong, sustainable business. And so from that, that's where I decided that I would continue to shape the business up to sell it. And in the meantime, I started another business, which is called She's in Business, and that's helping other mums to go from feeling exhausted and burnt out and on the road to burnout to feeling like they're thriving in business to give them the, you know, the foundational business skills alongside of that holistic approach, which is making sure they're looking after themselves Mm. and being present with the people that mean the most to them. And so that's the new kind of journey that I've been going down. And um, in regards to knowing was it the right decision in moving away and moving away from the business and selling it in 2021 my dad became really really ill um, and he was diagnosed with terminal cancer Mm. and I live in Queensland he lives in Perth and so at you know within moments I was booked on a plane and I was out of there um, to go and be by his bedside and in that time in those moments when I had to be 100% with him. My business was not even in my head. You know, the team had it absolutely wrapped up with a bow. And so that was the moment in those months when I was away from my business with the dance studio, I was like, you know what, I'm so ready for this change. It's running without me. I can be where I need to be. Am I pining for my business? No, I'm not at all. This is definitely (laughs) the right decision for me. Mm. Um, It was that real test. Like, obviously, there was a lot of emotional stuff going on with what was happening with dad. Um, So you don't want to be thinking about your business anyway. But it was that real taste of, am I going to miss it if I'm not doing it and all that kind of stuff. But I had separated myself from being the business to being me again. Mm. Um, And I felt really comfortable. So I knew it was definitely the right decision. And then December 2021, handed over the business it became a public announcement at the beginning of this year 2022 and um it's going fabulously well for the new business owner I'm still very much in her corner supporting her and I'm able to do what I love doing which is helping other mums in business to rise as well so fantastic thank you for sharing all of that and and sharing so much I think um one of the key things I picked up on um one one was, you know, you said the word freedom um, and that, you know, my ears pricked up there because it, it can feel like sometimes in a, a location-based business like mm. a dance studio, like a restaurant, like a, you know, something like that, you are really tied to that location and that's fine most of the time but it's when you really need to go mm. like you really needed to go can you yeah um and so I know lots of dance studio owners might be listening to that and going can I I don't yeah. I don't know but what you you then went about doing was removing yourself from the center um of the business um it sounds like and again this is a pretty common thread dance studio owners find themselves in business quite organically mm-hmm. right like you did you're you know you're at the barbecue and there was nothing there was there was a there was a gap and you filled it and that's often the case I hear people say oh I was looking for something for my child and mm-hmm. there was nothing or you know things like that and then 10 years down the track 
they've got this this big business, they can't get away, their children are now, you know, older, they need them more, sometimes more, sometimes less, but, Mm. you know, they're feeling conflicted Mm. but mostly really feeling like they don't have that freedom. And the other thing I wanted to kind of point out there was, um, and you didn't say you may have, but I don't think you said so much the word values of for yourself, mm. but over time, you know, that's what was changing. Your values as a person are changing. Yeah, yeah. And you're going, yeah, I was a different person at that barbecue mm-hmm. than yeah, I am yeah. now. And that's and okay, right? It is okay. And it's that thing of like when you're in it, and you turn around and you look behind you and you see the journey that you've had and you see all those miles, those moments that were point, uh, points of evolution, mm. um, I can look back now and see all of that, you know, in the businesses that I had before the dance studio, there are there are different values to them. You know, I had a studio, before, uh, studio I had a business before having children and that was a very, I started that business with a very different value set because I didn't have children. It was just Mm -hmm. me. I was at uni. I was just wanting some extra cash. You know, it was very different. As you go through different seasons of life, and if you have different experiences in life and in death, you know, it changes your value Mm -hmm. set. It changes like, okay, not necessarily your value set, I should rephrase, but it changes what you value and what you want. And it's okay to acknowledge that those things change What's not okay is to squash them down and pretend that they're not changing and then find yourself five, ten years down the track looking in the mirror and going, I don't recognise who I am. I don't like the life that I have because you only get one life and you should Mm -hmm. be living it as, you know, the way that you want to, to be feeling joy every day. And I know joy is one of your big words, Jane, that you use Mm -hmm. all the time, but it's that the the success is in doing what lights you up Mm. and not being afraid of stepping into that and going, you know, yes, this served me for a while. I loved it. It was such a big part of my life and I'm really proud of everything that I've created there. And, yeah, I'm sad to leave it in some ways because, you know, there's some kids that have been with me from when they were three Mm. and and the same with staff too, you know, like you've had staff for a long time and it's, I think it's sometimes hard for them to go, what, you don't want to do this, but what, what? you know? 100%, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's about really it's, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's really, that's what I was going to say, it's real inner work mm. and inner work is confronting, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether we're looking with our personal hat on, our relationship hat on, you know, with with mm. others. It might be when we realise a friendship has come, you know, is kind of winding up and it is confronting. We can either pretend that everything's fine mm. or we can just acknowledge that that's come to an end or, you know, a, a romantic relationship, the same kind of thing. And um, I think that's probably... The, the piece that is is tricky for a lot of people mm. is coming to that realisation, oh, hold on, there might be something for me to confront here. Mm. Just because this served me before and I loved it, I, it might not be serving me so well now. And um, the work when I'm working with dance studio owners and, and me, when I'm working with me, mm. is I, I review my values every year. I do it mm. every year as a little, you know, kind of, 
point of interest. Um, and it's, it's actually really interesting. I've got one notebook for it. So I kind of, it's like the little story of mm. Jane. <laughs> God help us all. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And like there are some core values that will stay the same, like family is at the centre for mm. me and that, that shows up as number one every time. Um, and, you know, so generally around three of them stay pretty well the same and then two kind of on the periphery. Yeah. Um, but I, what I have found is by doing that exercise, I can then get quite strategic about it because managing emotions is is hard and, mm. and thoughts and feelings and it's the whole thing, isn't it? And you're like, oh, I don't know. Sometimes you, you don't know which way's up. Yeah. But strategies are one of my strengths. So I just get really black and white. Yeah. And so I sit and I look at those values and I go, is this life that I get to design I get to just we because we've won the birth lottery, right? Because we yeah. live in Australia, so we actually get yeah. to this holy yeah. heck. And absolutely, we should be. You know, like yeah. that's an amazing opportunity, and that's I guess that's one of the things that I often do is I will. It's not uh, a beautiful journal; it's very scrappy and messy and dot points. But it's like if you keep writing down the same thing, yeah, and you look over that and go, "Oh, I'm still complaining about the same thing that." I was six months ago, I'm still frustrated by this or I'm still feeling exhausted by this or whatever it might be, and you read over that, it's really hard to ignore. And I think Mm. that there's Mm. that Mm. um, uh, in the Brene Brown work in in knowing that courage and vulnerability are, you know, two sides of the same coin in that you have to be vulnerable enough to to write stuff down or to listen to your inner knowing but then you have to also be courageous enough to act on those things because if you don't, if you if you just keep ignoring them and or squashing them down or whatever, you're really not serving yourself and you're doing yourself an injustice and also mm. everybody else around you as well because mm. I know that since making the change and being brave about doing that, and it was very gradual, like I have to mm. say, like it took mm. a lot, a lot, a long time and with the new business owner coming in, I actually spent 12 months with her mm. in slowly training her up and getting her ready because she's young and I didn't want to throw her in the deep end. I wanted it to be a success for her. Of course. Um, and I also didn't want to see all of my hard work that I'd put into building the business for it to fall oh in a God, heap. No. As, you no. know, like so. Well, it's your legacy, isn't it? You know, exactly. And you, want it, you want it for her, but you also do want to have that to look back on, yeah. Yeah, but in making that shift, I just felt so great in myself um, mm. and I know that that has filtered through my family um, yes. and my relationship, you know. Yeah. Uh, we did a lot of hard work when we were in that separation period yeah. and we've come full circle around that and our marriage is better for so it. great. Mm. Um, but I knew that I always wanted to get to the point where my kids were, you know, going into high school, that I didn't want to do those after-school hours anymore because I wanted to be present with them and their boys. They're not necessarily open communicators and I'm kind of predicting that in the future going from their dad's traits, like not a big not a big talker. Yeah, Um, might need to be out kicking the footy with them if you want to find anything Exactly, or just be there when they say, hey, mum, you know, yeah. it's not that we're going to have them, you know, being there to feed them. <laughs> yeah. So it was always on the cards for me that I wanted yeah. to do. That was my strategy, right? Yeah. Yeah. But good. it was, a, it just kind of was a little earlier than I thought mm. it would have mm. been, but it was actually perfect timing. Divine timing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's the thing. There's so much I love about, 
I love about that. And I think, you know, even if people have some disquiet to, to follow what you've said, you know, keep that journal and, and mm. go back and, and reread and am I still in this place? What can I do to get out of it? Mm. For me, it's changed every, because people say to me, oh, you must be so busy. I'm like, not actually, spoiler alert, I'm not mm. because freedom in my days, having that ability to choose my weeks is really important to me. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I sat down doing my values test and freedom had bumped right up to the top and I'd realised that I don't even know how, Donna. I'd got myself a 9 till probably 7 p.m. job at the studio. I was expecting myself to rock up when my morning staff did. Mm. I was there in the afternoon, you know, and I was just going to work and doing a job and I was like, oh, that's not actually what I want. Yeah, and that's <laughs> also it's my business, so make a change. Mm. Have courage and make a change, whether those those little micro changes like that or a big one like like yeah. yours. Yeah. Get sit in the disquiet. The other thing too that I just want to mention as well, because I'd gotten, I'd removed myself as the linchpin of the business because at one point it was 100% dependent on me, upon me for everything yeah. Yeah. and I'd consciously, strategically made the choice to pull myself away. out yeah. that way <laughs> and um, give those, like strategically mm. give those mm. opportunities to other people in the team, right? Um, but then, as you said, I was left with this freedom of time mm. that I actually kind of got a little bit bored as well, if I'm honest, Perfect. in yeah. being a, an entrepreneur and a serial entrepreneur at that. Like I've, you know, yeah. as you said, reinvented yourself at different points in time. I was like, I kind of feel like I've I've done it. Like I mm. surely the, there's well. always more. Yeah, You can always take things more. But for me, I was like, this is... I'm, I need to do something different now. Yeah. You know, pass the baton on and it's okay to also do that. And I think it comes, I always write a pros and cons list of, you know, what's lighting me up, what's not, or whatever that is. And if the list is consistently longer on the con side, then it's a bit of a tap on the shoulder to start to look into that in a little bit more detail and go, okay, mm. well, why? Why is it not working? Why is it not fitting? Yeah what's not lighting me up about it anymore. And I was doing that constantly. I was also, I had a few very trusted people that I was speaking to about it when I felt conflicted, you know. Um, I had those people that I could lean into and go, I'm feeling this or I'm, you know, not mm. loving the business anymore or mm. just feeling really challenged by this part of it or it's not serving me in the way that I imagined yeah. it would. Um, yeah. To have those people is really, really important. Um, <laughs> what would we do without our people? Yeah. <laughs> we don't need a lot, just one or two. That's it. Yeah. But then I think it's as well that that inner knowing and that instinct to to listen to yourself mm. and believe in yourself to go, yeah, okay, you know what, it's okay. Mm. It's okay for me to do this. Yeah. And I love um, you mentioned, you know, kind of removing yourself from the centre. Often uh, dance studio owners, just because of the way it's built itself up, yeah, find, turn around and find themselves in the centre of the circle. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm giggling because uh, you, I mentioned to you before we recorded, we had the senior school formal for my studio on Saturday night and I literally, that happened actually. <laughs> I turned around and I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm in the centre of the circle. <laughs> <laughs> off the dance floor awesome they played a trick on me and they'd all just moved out and I was like living my best life <laughs> hands in the air like I just don't and I was like you little rat bags right <laughs> it just it can happen without you even knowing it so yeah. 
yeah, that kind of back away, just quietly back away. And I've done that in my business as well. Definitely, you know, it might, the first thing I did to give, to kind of back away quietly was to stop teaching my preschoolers Mm -hmm. because I I love kids and I get very attached to them. I want to see them go all the way through, you know, and I was like, well, this is not going to work Mm. (laughs) because if I keep starting at the base, I need, you know, then I've just signed up for another 16 years or whatever. Yeah. And and preschooler parents get really attached to you as they well. They get so attached. <laughs> where's where's Miss Jane? Where's Miss Donna? Right. What? She's not the teacher anymore. And it's like, yeah. yeah. So attached. So that's where I started. And, um, you know, I also found that each time I had a child, and I've mentioned this, I think, a number of times on my podcast, that it's not an ideal strategy, but it definitely worked. Each time I had a child, I would give more away. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, well, I'm literally going to have my hands full. So now um, I need a principal or a studio manager or I need something else. And then I would never take those things back. Mm. Once I've given them away, I, there's always other things to do. Um, so if somebody is kind of planning an exit at some point, I think having some strategy around yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know so other times there can be like a catalyst and it's like, okay, we, we need to get out. And that's yeah. not ideal. That sounds very stressful to me. Mm. But if somebody is having this kind of like, okay, maybe I thought this was going to be forever, the first step is thinking maybe it's not mm. and then really putting some strategy because you've you've shared, you know, you, that was a long process for you. Yeah. Do you think it, was there any grief involved for you? Like I feel like or was it more or was it more kind of birth? Do you know what I mean? Like because you were, because the studio is still there. So it, mm. it's not, you didn't have to bury it, so to speak. No, I don't no. want to go kind of too far with the, that. But do you know what I'm saying? Like were there times where you did feel not like you'd made a mistake? That's not my question, but just kind of, a, I guess, a little bit like, like hmm. missing it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if missing it. Mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've got a question. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, um, I've spent so much time with my thoughts and I'm not a, I, like you, I am a lifelong learner and I love professional and personal development. So yeah. I, I, I really dug into that. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think I was ready. And you're at peace. I think yeah. it, as a listener here, it sounds like the process because the, the process actually started with you before, you know, any kind of strategy. Mm. And mm. by the time you'd got to the like, okay, yeah, we're going to start handing things over, mm. you were so at peace with it. Yeah. Um, and I think I already had in my mind that when I had to reshape my business because I realised I was on the path to burnout and it was going to impact mm. something, unfortunately, I probably, in hindsight, um needed to have started that process a little sooner. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I started looking at it and going, okay, so I want to have something that has value that I can sell, that I yeah. don't just have to close. So yeah. in shaping up my business to be far more systemized, I knew I was creating a manual that I could hand over to someone, which then was the value of the business I was selling because you can't put value on the number of students that you have no. because they might you know, mm. it might go. And, you know, we did it in such a strategized way that mm. there was very, very minimal 
fallout of people leaving. In fact, when it came to the point of making the announcement, I hadn't taught a class for well over 18 months. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And the team were doing such an amazing job of everything else. But I did make phone calls, personal phone calls to the people who had really stuck with me the whole time. And when I, it was the way that I framed it as well. It Mm. wasn't like, oh, boo, feel sorry for me. I I was like, this This is so exciting. I've got something to tell you that I'm really excited to share with you. And then I would sort of give a little bit of the journey yeah. Um, so that they knew it just wasn't just like a spare of the moment decision and mm. that I just like sold it to the first person that yes, came yes. along. It Dropped was it over there and yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I'd spent time with her, I trained her up, I was feeling confident in where she was sitting and how you know her uh, mm. confidence levels, and they got behind her and supported her. And that was Wonderful. the beautiful thing about the culture that we'd created inside the business. Um, in the dance studio, it's so supportive. Everyone's very supportive of one another. So they all got behind her, you mm. know, and I did say I've there may be times where she doesn't get it right 100%, but you know what? It's an opportunity for her to learn and they're like, absolutely it is. You know, they, they're just beautiful. Um, yeah, but I think the other thing and I um, really important is as you're going through that process is really taking care of yourself. Mm. Um because it is, it can be really emotional mm. um, and it is such a big shift, especially if you've kind of fallen into the trap of making it part of your identity. Good. I'm glad um, you raised that. <laughs> yeah, because it can mm. be, right? It can feel like that your business is you and you mm-hmm. can't separate from it. So self-care in this time of transition yeah. is really important. Um, I've got, and I'm happy to share it, Jane, if you're interested with for people to to have it. Um, I've got a one-page self-care plan, which yeah. just goes through and kind of it's an opportunity to practice gratitude in going, what am I, what have I done today or this week that I feel really great about? Um, how did I want to start the week? How did I want to feel? And how am I feeling? And it kind of just gives you a bit of a barometer to go, well, this is how I want to feel. This is how I'm feeling. How do I, if it's like on the side of negative that you're not feeling so great, how do we bring that barometer back up into my happy space? Yeah. So it's just a really nice tool um, that helps when you're processing a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But even if you're not, like even if you're really happy with where you're at, but perhaps, you know, it's just I think Self-care is so important no matter where you are and what you're doing. It's just oh, something. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I think also that identity piece is is really important because mm. we love what we do. Um, it does sometimes border into who we are. And yeah. um, we talk, and I, and I think you and I might have done this at some point or I'm sure you would have done it in, in some of your work with the wheel of life and when you look at the wheel of life and it's broken up into generally eight Mm. different sections work is just one of Mm -hmm. them not the whole wheel Mm. and um, that's something else I review every year alongside my values and what I realized um probably about this time last year was that I didn't have a hobby I, mm. I had in the past, but, you know, things got busy and I just kind of, I didn't do something just for the sake of mm. doing, not having any output particularly, you know, just for for doing it. And that was a, a bit of a red flag for me. So, mm. you know, making sure that, yes, this, this part of work is good, but that it's not your whole self. So mm. that if you do choose 
to change jobs, sell your business, whatever, mm. you've still got seven other bits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're just going to slot in. It's like a puzzle. You're just going to take that one piece out and you're going to put a different piece in, but at the core you are still you. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah. I think the other thing too, mm. um, just to uh, wrap up, I guess, is mm. the, the piece on failure. Like I think sometimes yeah. when we're looking at closing or selling or changing our direction, there may be a fear of, well, what will people think? Does what that look like think? I've failed? Like my business, yeah, sure. I'm closing it or I'm choosing to sell it because it's not working. Yeah. That can be really hard to work yeah. through. But I know that when I think back, the people that I was worried about that would maybe think of it as failure were actually the people that I didn't, value in my life anyway does that (laughs) yep well we don't need the approval of everyone do we no yes (laughs) and yeah and it was when I thought about it and go well what if this person says this what would they think and um you know you can't control what people think and say and do anyway so you're just essentially wasting your energy um but you know there is that we've got to acknowledge that in reality we do have those thoughts and that kind of thing but what I found in again you know really spending time to Mm. to sit with that is that I didn't really give a shit what they thought anyway because they weren't in the arena with me you know if they if they even had those kinds of thoughts I will you know Donna did that because the business wasn't going well or Mm. she wasn't handling it or you know blah 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 whatever that may have you know those thoughts that come up it's it's nothing to do with them actually but what it is is i'm embracing what's most important to me i'm getting really clear on my own inner work and i know what my, what matters the most to me and i'm following that direction for yep. my life because i only get one and i'm privileged yep. enough to have it and i'm going to make the most of it and so yep. yeah i would just say if anyone's considering it and they feel like it's failure mm. flip it because yep. it's really not yeah, that's right. And it's just just um, one part of our story and we get to tell the whole story. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that's what's exciting as well. And it's been exciting watching you rise. I know you're getting others ready to rise, but <laughs> yeah. it's been um, nice watching you transition. So, um, you know, you've, you've done it really with grace and I'm excited for your new principal, your new owner, um, who has this opportunity now that, mm. that she wouldn't have otherwise. So it's, you know, it's there's wins all round, I yeah. say. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to share a little bit of the behind the scenes. I do think this will be a really helpful conversation. It's not one that we've had before mm. um, on the podcast. You know, we've <laughs> talked about all sorts of things you know just when I think there's a sub like I've I've covered all the subjects I don't know because I know you've got a podcast and I will share um all Donna's links in the show notes so make sure you check them out but you think you've covered it all and then a new subject comes along you're like all right let's talk about that so I think it has it, it I've enjoyed it and I think it will be really helpful so thank you for being so candid and open and yeah of course time thanks Jane for having me my pleasure thank you Thanks for joining me at The Bar. To find out more about past episodes or how I can help you grow your own leadership or train student teachers, head to dancestep.com.au. Great leaders. 
create leaders. And I'm here to help you be and do both. And please remember to rate and review me on your podcast player of choice. See you next time at the bar. You've been listening to another Morgan Media Production. 